Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Jeremy. And you are tuned into Culips. Hey there, everyone. You're listening to Real Talk by Culips, which is the series where we teach you English expressions that you need to know for real-world situations. And today we are going to examine and learn about how to meet and introduce yourself to new people. At a social event like a party, and there is a study guide for this episode. And inside the guide, there is a transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, and examples of all the key expressions we'll study today, and also a comprehension quiz. So you can download it and follow along as you listen. It's available for all Culips members. And if you would like to check it out, just visit culips.com, sign up, become a member, and get that guide. And today I am joined by my co-host Jeremy. Jeremy, why don't you outline for our listeners what we're going to learn today? In this episode, we're going to learn some practical expressions that you can use when you go to a social gathering. This is very common in English-speaking countries, where someone will have a party or a dinner party, a birthday party, a wedding, or some kind of social event like this, and. When you go to this event, you will usually have a mutual friend. With most of the people that you meet, that's right. Especially at an event where you might know some of the people there, like the host. Right, the host is probably your friend, or else why would they invite you to the party? But you don't know the other guests. Yeah, Andrew, this is a really great situation to talk about. I have personally been invited to a few weddings recently, and I didn't know anyone at the wedding other than my friend and maybe one or two other people, and so it was a little bit awkward at first. And I I tried my best to meet people and make good conversation, but. I can only imagine how difficult this would be for someone who is still learning English. So the expressions we will teach you all today will be very, very useful. I promise. Absolutely. So everyone, we're going to listen to two short conversations today that take place at a birthday party, and the birthday party is for Robin. Okay, so we're going to hear people talking at Robin's birthday party. The people that you'll hear talking are all guests at the party, but they don't know each other, and they're meeting for the first time. And before we start the first conversation, I think it's important to mention that Robin, the name Robin, can be a man's name or a woman's name. 
There are some names like this in English that are commonly given to men or women, but there are also lots of names that are only given to men or only given to women. So this one we can say is a unisex name. Yeah, interestingly enough, Jeremy, my name, Andrew, is exclusively for guys, but Drew, if you shorten the name to Drew, my sister, for example, always calls me Drew. Then it is used for everyone, like、uh, the famous actress Drew Barrymore. Right? She goes by Drew. So yeah, there's an element of that to my name for sure. But Jeremy, though, I've never met a woman named Jeremy. But a lot of people mishear my name. I, I say hi, I'm Jeremy, and they think I said Jamie instead of Jeremy. Jamie. Right? They're very similar, and Jamie is a unisex name. It can be a man's or a woman's name. Jeremy, let's take a listen to that first conversation right now. Hello, I'm Neil. Hey, Neil. I'm Eric. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too. So, how do you know Robin? Oh, we work together at the firm. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. Yeah, how about you? How do you know Robin? We're actually in the same yoga class. I guess you could say we're yoga buddies. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, you know I've always wondered what is Robin like at work. She's such a goof when we're together. Is she like that at the office too? No, that's a side we don't see very often. She's she's really professional. Always means business. Hmm, is that so? Interesting. Well, it was nice meeting you, Eric. I'm gonna go grab a refill on my drink. Oh, you bet. See you around. Okay, so in that conversation, we heard Neil and Eric, two guests at Robin's birthday party, meeting for the first time, and they introduce themselves to each other. Just the standard, typical hi, hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, but then Neil asks an interesting question. He says, "How do you know Robin?" So how do you know Robin? And of course, Robin is the host of the birthday party. Remember? And Jeremy, when would you use this kind of question? How do you know somebody? How do you know this person? Yeah, I almost always use this. Question: When I know that the other person knows my friend, when I know they know the person I already know, <laughs> you know they know they know. Yeah, this is very complicated sounding, at least. But this question is so important for this kind of situation. Exactly, it's super common because it's something to break the ice. What does that mean? To break the ice means to become comfortable with somebody else, to ease the awkwardness of a new situation, to lower the tension, to ease the tension. Right? Exactly. To break the ice. So you know, meeting someone for the first time is a little bit awkward. You could imagine at this birthday party, maybe they're all gathered in someone's living room or dining room. You have no. 
options other than to interact with each other. So to try and break the ice, to try and become comfortable and make things easy and uh, less awkward, you could ask this question, how do you know the host or how do you know this person? Just to give you something to talk about right from the start. And this is very important to mention also. This is very, very common in English when we are having a conversation with a new person. We always try to find things in common. We are always thinking about what we have in common with that other person. So, for example, if I see Andrew on the street somewhere and we don't know each other, but he is wearing the same shoes that I have on, the same pair of shoes, I might say to him, Hey, nice shoes. Ha ha ha. Where did you get those? And he would say, Oh, I bought them at this store. I got them on sale or whatever. And this is very common in the culture of countries that speak English. We like to comment about things that we have in common with other people. Exactly. We even have a term for it. We say finding common ground, finding common ground. So trying to search and, and talk about something that is relatable to everyone immediately. So for example, if you wear a baseball cap, with a certain team logo on it in the United States, for example, someone might say something to you about that team. They will assume that you are a fan of that team or that you are from that city where that team is, and they will want to start conversation with you about that sport or that team or something like that. It happened to me yesterday, actually. There oh, wow. Is, there's a band, uh, a little bit different, but same, same idea. There's a band from the UK called The Smiths. And the Smiths mm. were one of my favorite bands when I was a high school student. And so yesterday when I was teaching, one of my students at the university was wearing a t-shirt of that band, of The Smiths. And I was shocked. I said, wow, you like the Smiths? They're such an old band. I didn't know young kids would be listening to them these days. But then she told me, I don't know them. I just like the design of the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's so common in Korea, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is very common here. Indeed. Yeah. Jeremy, let's keep rolling. Let's keep moving through and, and examine some more expressions here. So... Neil asked the question, how do you know Robin? And Eric, the other guy in this conversation, says they work together at the firm. Hmm. The firm. The firm. What does the firm mean? This is something, actually, that's also very important to mention. The use of the word the is very, very important. I would say that the word the is the most important word in the English language. The most important. Yeah, exactly. When this person says at the firm, he is implying that the other person probably already knows about this firm. Now, firm means company in a way, but usually 
with respect to some business in a certain professional field, like law or accounting or something like that.、Uh, so it's sort of a formal word for business, we can say. But、mm-hmm. using the word the here implies that the other person already knows that Robin works at a firm. And if I say I work at the firm also, it implies, oh, you know that she works there. I work there with her too.、Mm-hmm. So there is an assumption behind the word the. Yeah, it's a specific. Office, a specific firm, right? It's not just anyone.、Uh, it's the one that they both work at. So it's highlighting that unique business, that unique office. So moving on, the two guys chat about how they know Robin and they get to know each other a little bit. They learn that Robin is a goof and Kind of silly when she does yoga, but she means business and is professional and serious at the office. And then the two end their conversation and they do it in a really interesting way that、uh, is very important to know. This is a, an important skill to know how to do to end a conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs>、uh, Jeremy, could you let us know how they achieve this? So Neil says to Eric, he says, Well, it was nice meeting you, Eric. I'm going to grab a refill on my drink. Now, the important thing to notice here is when he says, Well, it was nice meeting you, blah, 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 blah. This phrase here, this thing that Neil says, this is sort of a, a way of showing that he wants to end the conversation. Mm-hmm. And in real life, if you have a conversation with someone like this at a party and they very quickly say, Well, it was nice meeting you. I have to go do this over here. Sometimes it means they don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a way to end a conversation. Yes. So we usually say, Well, it was nice meeting you. And then we say what we're. Going to do next. Well, it was nice meeting you. I'm going to get some more food from the buffet table. Well, it was nice meeting you. I have to take this call. You know, something like this. We give an excuse as well. In fact, I would say the important word here is well. Actually, today I was talking to someone at work and We were having a social conversation about our kids and random things, but we both knew we needed to get back to work. So I said, Well, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and after saying, Well, it becomes obvious to the other person that, oh, this conversation is over and I should go do something else now. Two things, Jeremy, that come to mind now that you mention that. If we look at the beginning of the conversation,、mm. Neil says, So, so, how do you know Robin?、Yes. And so is a kind of word that we use to start a conversation with another person. So, how long have you been here? So, 
where are you from? So we can kind of glide into a conversation with so. At the opposite end, we can use well to wrap up and finish a conversation. These are kind of intro and outro words. One of my favorite comedy movies of all time, and especially when I was younger, is Dumb and Dumber. Have you ever seen that movie, Dumb and Dumber? Definitely. There's a very famous scene that maybe some of our listeners will know about where Jim Carrey's character goes into a 7-Eleven convenience store and he buys a big soda, which is called a Big Gulp. And he comes out of the convenience store and there's two other guys drinking these Big Gulp drinks. And he starts a conversation with them by saying, Big Gulps, hey? Like he's finding something in common with them, like we were just mm. talking about. And yes. then they say, yup. <laughs> and then Jim Carrey says, well, see you later. <laughs> and, then he... <laughs> and then the conversation is finished. Hey guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. So that kind of shows a couple of things that we've been talking about here. Just a funny, funny scene in that movie. So Jeremy, let's now move on to conversation two. Now everyone, this is happening between the same two characters, Neil and Eric, but it's a little bit later on in the evening during the course of Robin's birthday party. So let's take a listen to part two of the conversation now. Hey there again, Eric. Oh, hey, Neil. Enjoying the party? Yeah, it's a blast. Hey, by the way, I wanted to introduce you to my girlfriend. Eric, this is Allison. Hi, Eric. Nice to meet you. You as well. Wait, are you the Allison? Mmm, not sure. Do you work at the yoga studio as a teacher? Ah, yeah, I do. Then you are the Allison. I've heard so much about you. Good things only, I hope. Of course. Robin is endlessly singing your praises. She says you're the reason she fell in love with yoga. Well, that's very kind of her to say. Neil was telling me that you work with Robin at the firm. Yeah, that's right. We've worked together for the last five years or so. We'll have to get you to come down to a yoga class next time, Eric. You'd love it. I'm sure of it. That's an idea. Sounds like it could be fun. So in part two of this conversation, we hear Neil and Eric talking again. And this time, actually, there is a third character. It is Allison, Neil's girlfriend. And so this is another very important skill that everyone needs to know how to do in English. And that is introducing someone to a different person, right? So Neil introduces his girlfriend to Eric. And what does he say to do that, Jeremy? He says, Eric, this is Allison. So if, for example, I wanted to introduce Andrew to my friend John over here, then I would say, John, this is Andrew. Andrew, this is John. And then Andrew and John would say, oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And they would shake hands. Right. And sometimes people even shorten this a little bit. They'll say, 
Andrew, John, John, Andrew. Very, very common. Yes. It always has that intonation pattern too, which you guys can pay attention to. Andrew, John, John, Andrew, like this. This is also very important, I would say, in English speaking culture. We feel that it is sort of rude not to introduce someone to someone else. For example, if Andrew and I are talking one day at a party and I am standing with my other friend who he doesn't know, if my friend is standing there for two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and I never say, oh, Andrew, this is my friend, John. John, this is my friend, Andrew. If I don't say that, John, John will be mad at me later. He will say, hey, why didn't you introduce me? Come on. Right. It is your responsibility as a polite person to make sure that everybody knows who everybody is and what everybody's name is in a group social situation. Or at least with people that are talking to each other. Yeah. In a party, you don't need to introduce everybody. If there's 20 <laughs> people, that's ridiculous. But... <laughs> You know, a small setting like that, yeah. Jeremy, that you just yeah. mentioned. Yeah. If you are the person that knows everybody, then you should make sure that everyone gets introduced. Basically, we like it when everybody knows everyone else. That mm -hmm. is what is preferred. So we try to help make that possible. But you don't need to walk around with your friend and introduce them to everyone at the whole party. That is excessive and would be very strange. So then the conversation continues and Eric asks, wait, are you the Allison? I've heard so much about you. Are you the Allison? And he stresses T-H-E, right? But here, because Allison starts with a vowel, he says the, and it's really, really stressed. Jeremy, why does he stress it so much? Why is she the Allison? Like we mentioned in the last, uh, with the last dialogue, the word the is very, very important in English. And when we use the word the, it implies that the other person knows what we are talking about, that the other person already knows that thing. So when Eric says, are you the Allison? He is saying, are you the Allison that I already know about? And if you are her, then you already know about yourself too. <laughs> it implies that he has heard about her before. It implies that Robin has already talked about her or told him about her. So Eric has already been informed about Allison before meeting her. Right. It's not just any person named Allison. It's a specific person, the specific Allison that Robin talks about to Eric, right? So Eric says, I've heard so much about you, mm. indicating that Robin has talked a lot about Allison in the past. I often use this example with my students. Uh, I'm sure most people who have watched Hollywood movies would know the name Tom Cruise. Okay. Sure. It's mm -hmm. a very famous person, a very famous name. Uh, 
But let's imagine that I have a friend whose name is Tom Cruise, but he is not famous. So if I tell someone else, oh, my friend Tom Cruise came to see me, blah, 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 the person might say, oh, you're friends with the Tom Cruise? No way. And I would say, no, no, no. He just has the same name. He's not the Tom Cruise. He's just a Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's a great way to imagine the difference between these two articles, a、uh, and the. So, Jeremy, Eric says, I've heard so much about you. And Allison responds by saying, Good things only, I hope. Good things only, I hope. Yeah, very common. This is a super common, almost automatic thing to say in this situation, right? Yeah, I would say almost every time someone says that to me. Like, oh, Jeremy, I've heard a lot about you. Almost every time I say, good things, I hope, or, oh, no, I hope it's not all bad things, or some comment. Regarding whether the things that were told were good or bad, embarrassing or flattering. That, <laughs> right. Yeah. And、uh, yeah, it's very, very, very common to, to talk like that in this situation. Well, we're almost at the end of today's episode, but before we go, let's summarize what we've covered. All right. So today we learned about how to socialize with people. You've never met before in a small social setting, like a party or a wedding or a birthday party. But not just any social setting, one where the other guests are mutual acquaintances or they know someone that you also know. That's right. We learned the expression so, how do you know? So and so. So, how do you know Jeremy? So, how do you know Andrew? Which is what you can say when you want to find out about how someone is connected to your friend or connected to the acquaintance that you both know. We also learned about the importance of the word the in English and that the word the implies that both the speaker and the listener already know. About the thing that is being talked about.、Mm -hmm. And we learned about well to end a conversation or to wrap something up. And Jeremy, you just said it. Well, we're almost at the end of today's episode,、mm -hmm. right? Well, it was nice meeting you. I'm gonna go now, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's,、yeah. a, it's a way to end a conversation in a, a polite way. Okay, instead of just bailing and leaving without wrapping things up, we like to wrap things up and finalize them when we're speaking English. And finally, we learned the expression, I've heard so much about you, which is what we can say when you meet someone for the first time, but you already know some things about them. This is very common in this situation. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. We hope you learned a lot with us today. 
Our website is qloops.com. And if you would like to get the study guides, including the transcript and practice exercises for this episode, check out qloops.com to download it. Becoming a Qloops member is a great way to support us, but it's not the only way. You can also support by leaving us a five star rating and a nice review on your podcast app, telling your friends about Qloops, and following us on social media. Yeah, you can stay up to date with us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, whichever one you prefer. Our email address is contact at qlips.com. And if you'd like to send us a message, feel free to do that. We love hearing from you. We'll be back soon with another brand new Qlips episode, and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.